Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Um, uh, wow. So, you know, you want to have a right before the holiday show, you want it to be fun, you want it to be uplifting. Um, you want it to be like pro holiday, but then, you know, we get dealt oh, a shitty blow. Once again, there was another mass shooting in the United States. This time it happened in Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is Lauren Boebert's um, jurisdiction. And um, a guy went into Club Q, which is a gay bar in Colorado Springs, and killed five people and hurt, um, I believe it was like 18 to 20 people. And this is where I'm like, I don't, I don't exactly know how to feel. Well, first, I think that we need to acknowledge the five victims. So um, obviously thinking about the family and friends of Kelly Loving and Ashley Palm, Daniel Aston, Derek Rump, and Raymond Green Vance, uh, who were the people who were murdered senselessly. Uh, when they were just trying to enjoy their weekend at probably the most happening nightclub in that town. The person who uh, allegedly did the shooting um, didn't really know what they were bargaining for. I feel like they were hoping to take out a lot more people, but that was not the situation in that club. And, uh, you know, there were people involved that, you know, disarmed him, uh, took the gun away from him and detained him and beat the living shit out of him. And I'm here for that. I mean, I have questions, you know, I have questions because, you know, why haven't they released the mugshot of this guy yet? Why haven't they shown his face yet? And I know people are telling me, well, it's because he got beat up pretty badly. Well, you know what? Good. Let's see him when he's black and blue and bloodied. So that way, anyone who thinks twice can see that that's what's going to happen to you if you try to do that. They let you live, bro. You went in with the intentions of killing and maiming and murdering, and they let you fucking live. This is fucked up. I mean, and this is a situation too, because um, one of the victims was a straight guy. There was a there was a family there that was there to see a drag show. The the father of the family is the one who fucking disarmed the guy. A, a, a veteran, a heterosexual man, hanging out at a gay club for a drag show, a harmless fucking drag show. It's it's crazy because on in one hand, they are trying to build up all of this negativity about drag performers and drag shows and brunches and all ages shit for fucking drag. And, you know, every headline you read is a priest who's going to prison for molesting kids. This uh, this uh, shooter 
has a grandfather who is a MAGA Republican politician, I believe in California. I mean, what is what is what is the fucking deal here? And you know, it's it's hard for me. And here's another thing before before I switch, I need to talk to queer people. And this thing that I've noticed on social media where it's like, if you aren't grieving, if you aren't grieving, if you aren't talking about this tragedy at nauseum, you're not an ally. Don't tell people how to process tragedy. I've said on this show, <clears throat> excuse me, plenty of times, I've said on this show <clears throat> and on the Gay Power Half Hour that it's hard for me to grieve about these situations any longer. I don't see people stopping from posting shirtless selfies when a school gets shot up. And I know that people get annoyed because I constantly bring up Sandy Hook, but if we're not gonna mourn 20 plus dead kindergartners, if things aren't changing, it's hard to find the tears anymore. So queer people being distracted by how other queer people are reacting or how they handle their social media during a time like this, you're not being productive. You're continuing infighting. You can disagree with how someone handles a tragedy, but why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut about it? This influencer nonsense, everyone's opinion matters. Shut the fuck up. Process this how you want to process it and, and leave people to process it how they want. Because here's the thing, I'm done crying about this shit. Unless there's serious movement towards a solution, I can't take this on as a burden every day. Yes, it fucking is my community. Sure, absolutely. It's my community. It's a queer community. And that pains me. I remember Pulse. It pains me to think that we have to look over our shoulders when we're in a situation like that. But while you're turning around and you're infighting with the community, you're taking the blame away from who deserves it. We got to do better. You're, you don't deal with things better than other people do. Like, and for you to sit here and think that you do is a little, actually is a little performative, if you ask me, in a time of tragedy. Sometimes silence or sometimes uh, posting a fun post or something is the way that they deal. It's sad to think. It's sad to think that like that 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 the right has actively tried to make us the enemy over and over and over again to some successes throughout history, let's be honest. And we're on the upswing of another one. Like, what do we do? What do we do as queer people? We don't fight each other in how we react to tragedies. If going to a vigil is your thing, go to the vigil. 
but don't shame someone for not going to the vigil. You want them to be as performative as you? How dare you? It upsets me. I'm, I can't believe that I'm more upset with the reactions of how the, I mean, when, when polls happened, there was none of this. We came together with that. And yeah, granted, that was a lot of people that passed away during that. And five is significantly less. And that's a shame that we have to fucking, we, we, we rate mass shootings by importance by how many people are maimed and slaughtered. Stay safe out there, guys. Listen to me, queer folks. Stay safe. Drink responsibly. You know what I mean? Like this is the time. I don't know. I don't know when when the I don't know when we bounce back from this. But I challenge all of my listeners that anytime you hear someone talking about a drag show, you bring up the fact that most preachers uh, for any religious cult are kitty fiddling fuckers. Because they don't want to talk about that. They want to put they want to put it all in our hands. They want to put uh, child molesting rings in pizza fucking parlors. They want to they want to put grooming exercises at fucking drag brunches. It's hard. Release a picture of this guy. That's the thing too. I think it's it's very very easy to to do infighting when like we're not being shown the actual killer who has like called in bomb threats on his family. But it's that age old question, you know, we are second amendment second amendment Folks, this is the country of Second Amendments. We want to be saddled up with bullets and guns into hell with the marginalized communities, apparently. I don't know. I don't have anything poignant to say. I don't. I don't have anything poignant to say, and that fucking sucks. But I'm here for y'all truthfully i mean i don't know what that means but i am here you know and as a drag performer who works in the bars i will still be in the bars i will still be performing that's that's what i can do and that's what we can only do to help make these senseless killings mean something Anyway, um, <clears throat> let's move on because uh, in other hellscapes, you know, I don't know about uh, Twitter anymore because I quit and I'm much better than you guys. So, um, uh, but I did notice that on Twitter, Donald Trump is back while well, he's allowed back. And so the reason why I got out of Twitter to start with was because it was the Elon Musk show, you know, and like Elon Musk is an idiot. He is not a smart business person. Um, he lies incessantly. Like, I, I don't I don't trust anything that he says or does. And when he was saying that, like, when Twitter's coming back, they're going to like 
have a, a council to figure out who that was removed should be allowed back and blah, blah, blah. And it sounded good. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that that was going to happen at all, ever. Um, and it didn't. <laughs> oh, it didn't. Isn't that just how it how it is? So Elon Musk brought back um, Donald Trump because he did a Twitter poll. Yeah, Twitter poll. Twitter poll is what got uh, Donald Trump back on. Now, listen, Donald Trump is is kind of tied because he has to truth first now. Now that he is now that truth social is a thing, even as fledgling as it is, he has to truth before he tweets, and he claims that he's not going to come back to Twitter. However, let's face it, he is a narcissistic sociopath who misses your attention. He misses it. He craves it. And here's the thing. People are ready to give it to them. They want to hear that outlandish shit if they haven't gone, because, well, you know, they haven't gone to true social if they did. And that's the thing, too. If his opinions were so important, you would think that true social would be fucking taken off. No one wants to hear him. And actually, I hear that some conservatives actually take him to task on truth social. Do we need the ethos anymore? Tell me that. Do we need the ethos anymore? If you listen to this show, go to the TonySotoShow.com and hit the ask button and let me know if you think that we need the town hall or whatever. Do we need the void? Do we constantly need to be screaming in it? I'll tell you, I'm off of it. Haven't thought about it. Now, granted, I'm on a couple of text chains that send through fucking Twitter stuff because they're all horribly addicted. But overall, the most complicating thing that's happened since giving up Twitter is that I have to actually go to websites to get information. And actually, that might be good because it's more centered when I am searching for stuff. I don't know. Watch it burn, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Before we go to break, it is the Thanksgiving season, and Donald Trump did just announce that he was running for president right in time for you to go home to all of your racist parents, aunties, and uncles and try to enjoy your dry turkey. And uh, for this, I'm saying, listen. I'm only saying this because I've recently uh, was editing... I had a situation, happily estranged from my father. I think everyone should know this by now. But um, uh, my my good old phone um, at one point, and I'm telling you, this has got to be the way it happened because there's no other way. Uh, when I was editing Gay Power Half Hour, I leave my phone by the computer. I'm puttering around. And at some point, we start talking about D-A-D-S's. You know what I mean? And... Casey said the word and then I my phone registered it as called DAD and uh that happened so I'm saying this um I'm saying this because I think I need to make a call <laughs> and explain to my father that the call was a mistake but at least to check in I don't really know what to do I'm I'm kind of torn so this is this is where I'm at mentally and what I'm going to try to bestow on you to be mentally. Now, I'm about to call my 
uh, my father who I've been estranged from forever because an accidental call was made just so I can be like, you know, he called back. So like, you know, maybe he thinks it was an emergency. Who knows? So granted, it's been days since it happened and I'm waiting until, I don't know, maybe today. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I am putting it off, which is not healthy. But what I'm saying to you all is if you are going back to your family and you have views that are different, um, be patient and just be kind and just change the subject because what they want is more discourse. And I'm going to tell you, if your auntie, uncle, mommy, daddy are a little racist and horrible, it's okay to embrace the fact that they are horrible, but just don't engage it because they are going to talk to you about senseless nonsense and uh, bullshit talking points that they haven't followed up with actual reading or research. So enjoy your dry turkey for what it's worth. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, I am back with the show. And shout out to Rocky, who is watching me live right now on Patreon, who reminded me that this is, in fact, the eight-year anniversary of the Tony Soto Show. <laughs> oh, how quickly I forget. Um, it's crazy now that it's just me doing it. It's a, it's a lot harder to keep focused on, um, on the momentous moments, but yes, I guess it's been eight fucking years. Um, uh, officially we've done it. I've done it. Um, all right. Today, I want to talk about frozen eggs and frozen embryos so i was watching the daytime television you know and i was watching the good morning america hold on let me just adjust myself here i gotta i gotta hunker in because i'm gonna tell you i don't really have my thoughts completely laid out on this topic but i have questions and concerns there was and I know what it's like supposed to be billed as. It was supposed to be billed as like some uplifting story ooh, of a family who uh, froze their embryos, not their eggs, their embryos. At the point, froze their babies at the point of like they were babies, according to Christians, all right? They froze these embryos for 30 years. Do they? Do you think they might be white? Yes, that's right. They, they are a mayonnaise-looking family. I'm not sure where. I didn't do a lot of that. Listen, when, when I saw them, because it was a picture of two mayonnaise-faced older people surrounded by, like, eight kids, they already had kids. Plenty of kids, so they have to be a religious. You know what I mean? They have to be like Mormons or Catholics or something. One of those ones that want you to fucking breed like crazy. I don't know. Pentecostal. Name one. I don't care. They're all terrible. But the embryos were frozen for 30 years. And then they just thawed them out recently and had them. 30-year-old embryos 
If this isn't for headline shit, I don't know what is. Truly, you already have eight fucking kids. I don't know if there was eight. They all, it looks like, it looked like 12. So I'm downplaying it. When I see more than one kid, it's too many fucking kids, especially in a family photo. And they're all around the same age. None wearing glasses yet, which I find weird because you usually have a little one with glasses at some point with that kind of over-procreation. Anywho, 30-year-old embryos suddenly grown to term and then birthed. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have seen pictures of these babies. Those babies look 30. They did. They looked old and they looked tired. You know what they look like? They look like they've been in a waiting room for 30 years. That's what they look like. And here is my question, because I have a real problem. I'm assuming these folks are the religious. I'm only assuming. So let's just generalize together, shall we? Let's say that these are the over-religious, the ones that want to make a lot of babies populate the earth because a billion's not enough. So... They are probably, I'm assuming, all guessing, that they are pro-life, that life begins at conception. And so, to me, if they believe that life begins at conception, then they made these embryos, which to them in their beliefs are live, viable babies. And then they put them on ice for 30 years. Does that sound like people who value life in the way that they say they value life? Like if you are going to, if you're going to, and maybe these people aren't the type, but they look like the type to like, I don't know, pick it in abortion clinic. You know what I mean? Like Raz, people who are walking in to get their treatments and tell them that there are options and blah, blah, blah. If you're one of those people, then how is it that you can put a life on ice for 30 years, let alone two? And then, I mean, then I'm putting myself in like the babe, the embryos minds like if they like let's say let's say these christians are right this is a hypothetical y'all you know i don't believe that but let's say that they are right then what were these babies up to like just chilling in a dish no bigger than a fucking finger i'm sure i don't know not a biologist just chilling in there, probably together, probably right next to each other, just being like, ho-hum, ho-hum. Or what if it was miserable? What if it was miserable? What if it was purgatory? What if they were aware that they were just sitting in a Petri dish waiting to be thawed out? <clears throat> like, that's a prison sentence, if you ask me. I don't understand why we're celebrating the story. This story does not seem like a story that we should be like pushing to the front. That's not, that's not like, that's not one of those feel good Fridays. That's not like, that's not the, that's not like watching two puppies snuggle. Your story's way more uninteresting. Actually, your story's pretty dark. If you think about it, if you think about it, if you think about it from your perspective, Hey, I'm trying you, everyone says that we need to get 
on the levels of these folks, that we need to understand these folks. We need to hear these folks out. I want to talk to them. I want to know what their beliefs are, because if you are pro-life in any way and you let those embryos just sit on ice for 30 years, you owe those old men fucking, you know, you owe those middle-aged babies a goddamn explanation. When they get rickety bones at five, like, ah, fuck. And this is the thing too. This is a, and, and this is goes in with the same people, like you know, the ones who like you know, um, who are like too old to have babies, but they still try to have babies. And I'm talking about men too. You don't think your sperm gets old and goofy at some point? I don't need I don't need some 80 year old man impregnating some lady with his old man cum dust. And then what? And then you get some like slow eyed baby. Who knows? You know, listen, this is the thing. We do not know. Y'all just playing. Y'all just thinking you can, you can reproduce anytime at any age. And no, there's gotta, it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop at some point. It's a very disturbing story. 30 years. What's the, what's the, what, if you already were blessed with your 13 kids that you had surrounding you in your family photo, if you are already blessed with them, what, if not for a headline, did you thaw out these two? Why did you wait 30 years? You had, I, I, I guess, I, I guess I just don't know all of the story, but it seems demented. Did you forget about it? Did you forget? Did you get like a, 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 a like a reminder card from the fucking freezer company where they like, hey, just remember, is it like a storage unit? Did you miss a payment? And they're like, hey, we're not storing this unless you pay your $12.99. I don't know what it was. To change credit cards so you didn't get the auto pay anymore. I don't know what it was. 30 years you waited and you have 16 kids still. Wasn't fertility that was stopping you. These are questions that I think people should ask. And you better not homeschool these kids. Oh, they looked homeschooled. They did. They did. They look like the types that don't cut their hair. You know, those types. I mean, the culty people that I would absolutely watch at a Walmart. You know what I mean? Like those types. I don't know. Do we even? And see, this is the thing too. It's like this is, I, I, and this is what I think as well. I think because like, um, zennials are actively not having like the con. They're, they're not procreating it the same way. They're not just dipping their no nos into each other like, let's say, I was in the nineties. So, uh, I mean, a pregnant teen, you could throw a rock and hit a pregnant teen at my school real easy. Um, and I don't know if it's because that's kind of getting out there now and that these old people think they need to like double down, but we don't need your old loins making any more babies. You made 30 year old babies. That is wild. Those kids should be allowed to drink. They should have cigarettes. They should lotto. Are you fucking kidding me? You made them wait in a Petri dish for 30. And now, now listen, as someone who is a, uh, a, uh, uh, a firm believer in choice. Um, I, do, I do think they were just sitting in that fucking uh, uh, Petri dish. I don't think that there was any thought or emotion behind what was happening in there. But what I'm saying is, 
I don't know, you went as far as to make him a thing. You didn't even like, it wasn't just the egg and the sperm. Like you went as far as to like, bloop. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you guys think. If you listen to the Tony Sutter show and you uh, have uh, an opinion, either way, am I wrong about this? Is this something that is beautiful and wholesome? Go to the Tony Sutter show and hit that ask button and let me know. Because it seems dark and hypocritical to me. To me, it seems dark. To me, it seems hypocritical. To me, it seems weird. It's like, if you already have 23 children around you, why are you trying to have two more? And those poor old looking babies, they look so old. They look old and tired already. Flash bulbs coming at them because they're, I mean, the way it's being built, I don't know. It seems freakish. It seems circus showy. And I don't like it. I don't like it. Y'all are playing with too much shit that's weird. You breeders. Gotta take it easy. Like, they should come with a fucking, like, after 10 years, you should you should just let them go. They shouldn't just let them sit. I mean, I'm interested. I'm almost so interested that I'm going to, I like, I, I wish that these kids had, like, the fame that, like, the Octomom's fame did at one point because uh, uh, I'm interested. I want to where are they now. I want to see them at 30 and see if they're not 60. You don't know. All right, well, guys, if you like the Tony Soto show, then find the iTunes page, subscribe to it, rate the show, leave a comment. It helps, it helps, it helps. Um, Let's see. So, yes, this show will be posted on Wednesday the 23rd. So if you're hearing this on Wednesday the 23rd and you're in the Los Angeles area, Come to Akbar for Pi, where I will be. It is a Bears in Space party. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will be there. There's a canned food drive. And uh, I think I'm selling pie. So come on out um, and uh, say hi. Otherwise, you can tune into the Gay Power Half Hour anywhere podcasts are streamed. That's hosted by me and my good Judy Casey Lai. And what else? Do I have something else happening Oh, we have a birthday coming up. Is that something I should talk about? No. December 3rd. Just keep it in the back of your minds. I'm the Tony Soto Show on Instagram and TikTok. So give a queen a follow. Yeah. I'll be back next week. Bye.